Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumon Kem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy the potential that is already in them. There is great potential in you. And I don't want you to allow anything, anything on the outside, anything externally to prevent you from becoming all you were created to be. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited you are here. I'm a bearer of good news. And the good news is we are not at the mercy of racism. We've talked about racism now for a couple of days. And out of it, out of it has come some major points. First one being that all men are created equal. The other one is racism. It's a smokescreen. It's a boogeyman. There's one human race. If there's one human race, then the term racism itself is a social construct. And the only way you defeat something that has been constructed is by deconstructing it. We have found out that what we call racism is deeper than the color of anybody's skin. It's a fact that the color of somebody's skin does not define who they are. The color of somebody's skin does not define who they are. What defines us is what comes out of us. It's our character. We have also stated that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Racism is a manifestation of an issue of the heart. And today, I'm going to be talking on the fact that nobody, nobody, nobody is born good. We are naturally sinful. Before we get into that, I don't want you to tune me off. I want you to listen. Listen very carefully. If you disagree with me, I need to get your comments. Put them in the comment section. If you agree, let me get your feedback. There are three things I would like for you to do for me today. Share this video. That's the first one. The second one is subscribe to my YouTube channel. We need to spread this good message. I always say this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm trying to light your own candle. So together we can drive away the darkness of racism. The last and the third thing that I want you to do for me is to get 
a copy of my book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? Don't you like to hear that? People talk about the problem of racism as if it has not been defeated. Racism has been defeated. You may be telling me, oh, wait a minute. I still see it being manifested. Of course, when you amputate an arm or a leg, the phantom arm, the phantom leg or phantom arm is still going to be there. Racism is a phantom of something more deadly, and that is sin. I want us to dig deeper, deeper, go beyond the color of the skin, dig deeper, go beyond the social construct, dig deeper, go beyond the media propaganda, dig deeper, go beyond the stereotypes, dig deeper, and go to the root cause of the problem, and then we can choke it, choke life out of it. The good news is that racism has already been defeated. I say this confidently. I say this because in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, male nor female. We are one. In Christ, we are one. Let me say that again. In Christ, we are one which means a division of people into different groups based upon their skin color is bogus. It has no substance to it. It needs to be discarded. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Get a copy of this book. If you need more than one copy, there are deep discounts available. Reach out to me. EternalKingdom101 at gmail.com, EternalKingdom101 at gmail.com. I just want you to have enough background from my own perspective regarding this issue so we can discuss it amicably. Today, we are talking about the fact that people are not naturally good. People are not naturally good. That includes you. It's, it includes me. I'm not just talking about somebody else. I'm talking about us. Every human being that is born on this planet is not born good. I'm referring to people on the planet Earth. Regardless of where they are, who they are, and their socioeconomic status, you may be shocked to hear that no one is good, including you. And this is not a popular saying. I don't expect it to be popular either. However, I want you to stick, stick around to the end of this presentation and hear my point of view. It's a marketplace of I is a marketplace of ideas. And what I'm stating, if you don't like it, let me see your comments. I will respond to them. 
you know, we, we, we may pretend that we are good because the wickedness in our hearts has not been made manifest. But under the right circumstances, our true nature, the sinful nature, is going to come out. And most of the time, it is not something that we are proud of. Yeah, people may call us good. People may think we are good. However, given the right circumstances, we're going to manifest. We're going to manifest the issues of the heart that are not so good. You know personally those things that you do. You know the guilt you carry. You've tried to explain and rationalize it away. But when you are in your private corner, when you put your head on your pillow, in the night, when nobody is looking, when nobody is hearing you, you understand the guilt, the shame that you are carrying. I want to talk about that. You may be protesting that you are good and you know good people. I'm not going to argue with you because if you are using external judgments to say people are good, then you are right. If all what you are basing us on is external observations, you are right. But nobody can decipher what is in another person's heart. This is where you will be seriously mistaken to think that you are good and other people are. It's even possible to do good deeds but those good deeds do not automatically qualify you to be a good person. If you are still insisting that you are good and you know some very good people, I want you to take a close look at this exchange between Jesus Christ and a young rich ruler. This is somebody that taught he has checked all the boxes, and he was really good. Most of us will pale in comparison to what this rich young ruler presented to Jesus. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell to his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandment. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give for testimony, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all this I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. 
One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. A lot can be said about this passage. But today, I'm just focusing on the aspect of being good. He is somebody who had kept all the laws and would have passed for a good man. Yet, when he met Jesus, it turned out that he still had some serious issues that he needed to deal with. Jesus stated categorically that only God is good. Unless you are God, you cannot claim to be good. This rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, Good master, Jesus said, only God, only God is good. And that's why I'm saying that none of us is born good. Only God is good. For us to be good, we need God in us to manifest his goodness. We're talking about the issues of the heart. We're talking about the manifestation of evil, which some use the smoke screen of racism to try to explain it with. This young ruler kept all the commandments. Have you kept all the commandments? You may say you have, but Jesus said that was not good enough. God's standard of being good is extremely high. But the purpose is not to condemn us, but to point us to his goodness that is available to all of us through his son, Jesus Christ. To show you how high and impossible God's standard is, I want you to consider the following Jesus said regarding murder and adultery. I know most of us will say, oh, I haven't killed anybody. I have not committed adultery. I'm faithful to my wife. I'm cool. I'm good. I haven't done anything to anybody. It's very easy to say that. But I want us to look at this very closely. You have heard it was said to people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of hell fire. How many people have you called foolish and stupid because they don't agree with your political views or whatever views that you have? Issues of the heart. 
issues of the heart. Are you angry? Do you manifest anger? You may suit it, you may cover it, but you know you are bitter and resentful in your heart. Do you remember that before Cain murdered his brother Abel, he was angry? Remember that we talked about that. The first two brothers, one killed the other one, not because of their skin color, no. Greed, jealousy, anger, envy. It's very easy to say, oh, you know, the whites and the blacks. And that is not the issue. People are greedy. They want to take advantage of other people. They can hide behind skin color. The issue is deeper than that. None is born good. How many good people do you know who are also angry people? What about you? Are you an angry person? What about you? Is anger troubling you? Let's hear what Jesus said about adultery. You may say, oh, I, I don't, that, that one doesn't bother me. You have heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Are you lustful? We look at women. What runs through your mind? If somebody was to go in your mind and see what you are thinking, will you be proud of it? Yet, you say, oh, I'm a good person. I don't do nothing to nobody. Yet you see women, you strip them naked in your mind. None is born good. If you are still arguing that people are naturally good, and you can tell by observing them externally, here is another verse that challenges that idea. Adultery is not only when you actually do it, but when you lost in your heart based on what you see or think. Can you also predict or decipher if somebody is lost in, in their heart? Can you know that? Can you know if somebody is lost in? You cannot. And that is why the issues of the heart can only be spiritually discerned. None is born good. Lastly, you should consider the following verse that is talking about the state of all mankind. The verse clearly states this. That is in Romans 2, 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All includes me and you. All mankind have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Sin simply means missing the mark. Adam and Eve, were the first people to miss the mark when they disobeyed God 
and chose to listen to the lies of the devil. We've talked about that. The hurt saw, took action, corrupted the senses that God gave them to enjoy this wonderful creation. From that day forward, our senses have been corrupted. And that's why when we look at people, we don't do righteous judgment. We use the color of their skin, their voice tone, you name it. And we look down on them, discriminate against them, manifest hatred, greed, murder, you name it. You know, through Adam and Eve, all of us became sinners because we are directly descended from them. As it is written in the following verse, anybody born on this earth had been contaminated by the sin of Adam and Eve. For as one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Yes, that is good news. Adam sinned, Jesus lived a, a sinless life, and through him, we can get God's goodness and God's righteousness. The good news is that through the obedience of Jesus Christ, he has paved the way for everybody who wills to receive God's righteousness. This implies that we can actually become good after the life of God gets into us. It's only after we have been reconciled and reconnected to God that we can start producing good works that meet God's standard of what is truly good. Only God is good. If you say you are God, you are good. Are you God? To produce God's goodness, you need God. You need to be reconciled to God. And the good news is that Jesus paid the price already. He lived a life of obedience on our behalf. And we can be imputed with his righteousness. Well, I know there's a segment of society, you know. Some people have completely rejected the notion of sin and God's righteousness. You know, God's righteous standards. People say, oh, we don't care about that. It doesn't apply to us. And their thinking is that humans, through their own effort alone, can become good. Well, you need to turn on the news, go to prison, and see for yourself firsthand, firsthand evidence of the havoc that sin is causing in our society. You can refuse that there's no sin. You can try to explain it away. But you just need to go to prison, turn on the news today, and watch the havoc that sin is causing. You may be wondering why refusing that sin does not exist and wishing it to go away has not helped. It doesn't. People are still bound. They are manifesting it. The hate, the anger, the jealousy, 
the envy, the murder, stealing, killing, still going on. People by default are not good. And out of them are deeds that are harmful to other people. Deeds that come up out of people, harm other people. The manifestation of what we call racism is a direct result of sin. We've all missed the mark. In other words, racism is a symptom of sin that plagues all mankind. You may be wondering why I'm introducing the issue of sin and emphasizing that nobody is good except God. You may be wondering. The reason is that as much as we want to restrict racism to something that is predominantly between blacks and whites, we cannot because racism is universal. And every human is capable of discriminating against other people. This assertion is not trivializing the seriousness of this problem, but it is highlighting how serious and universal this problem actually is. Please, I want you to listen carefully. I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. I want you to listen closely. There is no society on earth that you will not find the manifestation of these issues of the heart. None. That you will not find the manifestation of these issues of the heart. Evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander, fear, greed, hate, bigotry, discrimination, the list can go on and on and on. There is no society on earth that these things are not being manifested. That is why there's no society on earth that is not having prisons, that is not having a judicial system, that is not having lawyers and judges, that is not having a police force, that enforces the law. There's no lawless society. Why do we have to try to, to pass laws to control human behavior? Because by default, people are not good. By default, people are not good. And that is why when we see the manifestation of this evil, we should not just run and hide under racism. We should call it out. People are just being people. Because tomorrow we're going to be talking about hurting people hurt other people. We, can cl we have clearly seen that racism is just a smokescreen. It is masking a more serious problem, which is the sin in the hearts of people. The thoughts of people is manifested, and we don't like what we see. To resolve the problem of racism, sin has to be identified and dealt with. 
if we don't attack it at the level of the sin, we'll never have a breakthrough. If we continue to ignore sin and try to legislate away the problem, we'll continue to get limited success because we are just adding bandit to a decaying and stinking wound. Now is the time to make changes and get to the root of the problem of racism. There's no point in focusing on the symptoms because it is not delivering the outcome that we desire and need. The problem is sin. The problem is that none is born good. When you look at all the manifestations of the symptoms of racism, the discrimination, the segregation, the hatred, the killings, lack of love, the issues of the heart. As I've said before, nobody can say that, oh, racism cost me to hate somebody. Oh, somebody's color made me not to like them or pay them a fair wage. It's an issue of the heart. And for us to move forward, we must identify it and start understanding that people's skin color does not cause them to act one way or the other. I want to thank you for listening today. Tomorrow is another opportunity for us to talk about why people are hurting will hurt other people. Share this broadcast, subscribe to my channel, get a copy of the book. Let me see your comments, what you think, and stay tuned for more updates, and God bless you.